good evening, good afternoon. Uh, another episode of the Seattle Restaurant Podcast. Today uh, is going to be a little different. James and Dave are both on vacation. I think Dave's eating a bunch of barbecue somewhere, and James is uh, just posting a bunch of Simpsons memes for some reason. So uh, we're going to have uh, three three guests today. Um, first off, uh, from the Seattle Foodies pod- Podcast, Monica, how are we doing today? We are doing great. Thanks so, so much for having me. And uh, from uh, the amazing restaurant in West Seattle, local, we have Chef Ian. Chef, what's going on? Not much, man. It's good to be away from the restaurant for a minute. Cool. And uh, and uh, I'll let you say where you're from. Reese, where are you, where are you working at right now? Uh, my name is Reese Nunley. I've currently been the chef of Queen Anne Beer Hall for the last two years. However, I've got a new project that's uh, coming up here soon. I'll, hopefully, next time I'm on here on the podcast, I'll be able to tell you guys cool. more so about. We, we cannot talk about the restaurant you're, or, not, or not project. Yet. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so, so let's start with Ian. Ian, I yeah. met you uh, when I ran the kitchen at Two Beers Brewing. Yeah. Um, you were a bartender there, mm-hmm. and um, and then I moved. Moved on, and then I haven't seen you since, so it's been like four years. I it's think been a little since, while, yeah, since, since quarantine. And um, you, you now are the owner and chef. Yeah. Or, so um, recently, I, I worked on and off at uh, local. It's a little bar in West Seattle. Um, I left uh, in 2016 and worked at Two Beers Brewing in Seattle Cider Company, where I met you, Sid. Yeah. Um, and I came back about two years ago because I was really, really struggling after COVID. Um, after that, um, the opportunity came for, for me, um, my wife, April Savage, and then our partner, uh, Kevin Beardsley, um, to acquire the restaurant. Yeah. Um, so we, back in November, it was officially, we took it over. Cool. Um, and then we've been doing a little things. We uh, the, the food program, I came back and really, really got that going in this tiny kitchen that is about the size of this table right. we're sitting at right now. Um, and then we launched a whole new liquor program, um, all using local spirits. Awesome. Um, so yeah, it's, and it's, but it's just their neighborhood little spot. Yeah, like, just super chill. It's about a hundred thousand square feet with a little back patio. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're, let's slow down. So why why did so before you were a bartender at Two Beers, you cooked before that? Is that yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I was cooking at local, but also in the, I've also worked for Anthony's restaurants for right, years. Cool. Um, I was a, uh, their uh, catering manager for years. What uh, what do you prefer, back house or front house? Honestly, uh, I like them both. I mean, I still love making food. Yeah. Uh, there's still something passionate about that. That's why I really got into it. I mean, I went to culinary school right out of high school. Right. Because um, I thought that was going to be a fun idea. Um, and then I learned a lot just working at different restaurants. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Monica, where the fuck you been at? Me? Yeah. It's been <laughs> two years since you uh, put out an episode. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, when I was thinking about starting this, everyone was like, did you ask Monica permission? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, where you been at? What's going on? Well, um, I, I think it's really interesting. People always want to talk about the podcast because I've been part of the food community for much, lo- much longer than Cause, that. Because um, I guess, like, we met when I worked at Skillet, and yeah. you've just always been at food festivals, always right. been supporting um Brent circuses, where you at? Like anywhere I've right. been, I've, you've eaten at multiple times. So you're just one of those people that supports the local food community. But on top of that, you have a podcast. And yeah. and sorry to cut you off, but go ahead. No, it's all right. So uh, my business partner and I, Nelson, we started the podcast in like late 2018, and we went straight like weekly shows for about two and a half years. And it was exhausting because people think it's just the podcast, but like you know, you know, I told yeah. you, I have a full time job. I've right. got a family, kids. Um, and on top of that, we're going to five to seven events a week promoting businesses and, and right. restaurants. It's just it was bananas. And yeah. so we needed a break. We took a break. I don't think either of us intended to take nearly a two year break. Was that break during out. quarantine? Yeah. yeah okay, so, cool. so, so we stopped kind of recording in 2021. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and that's the thing. Like that changed everything, too, for right. 
many different reasons. So yeah, haven't been recording, but yeah. I'm still around. I'm on yeah. Instagram like every day, dude. <laughs> and 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 they're still eating. Um, cool. Well, let's 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 talk about some uh, some food. What's uh, I'll let you start, Monica. What's what's new and exciting that you've been eating in Seattle? New to me and exciting, new to me, is uh, this place called Coffee Tree and Bop. And it's this little place in Polyclinic on First Hill. And I cannot get enough of this place. Like, I've been what, there. What kind of food is it? It's Korean, okay. Korean bowls. And yeah. so you got purple rice and glass yeah. noodles and, like, a little macaroni salad, kimchi, all kinds of good stuff. And I just love it. It's like a perfectly balanced meal. So I, I love yeah. any meal where you get, like, six or seven different kind of flavor profiles in one me too. thing. And textures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ian, what's, what's hot in West Seattle? Or 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 the world. Well, right now, I mean, I've been uh, been working a lot, so I haven't had much time off. So we usually break away for lunches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so a place I I go to all the time. It's a new place, I think a newish place in White Center called Can Bar. Okay. Um, it's just a cool little pub. Uh, it's all uh, <laughs> they offer a bunch of different beer beer cans and that kind of okay. stuff as well as. But the coolest part, they uh, it's all um like. You know, ship boat theme. So the whole bar okay, is actually cool. an old boat. They oh, brought nice. in and yeah, they made yeah. the whole bar out of a boat. But it's great smoked meats. So they all smoke all their stuff in house. It's oh, just cool. Good, cool, just good cool. sandwiches, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, just. I, that, I, I, for a second, I thought you were going to say they're going to be kind of like a um, a jar bar or like a, no. a, a, a apothecary. Like, because I do love those. I don't know if you guys have been like to where you get like a little tin of like fish or like yeah, crackers totally. and man. Oh, sorry. So <laughs> it's not that. No, um, no, no, but, no. Okay. <laughs> what else? Um, that and like, I, I'm lucky enough to live and. Um, local restaurants just right above uh, Grillbird. Um, oh yes, so yes. And I don't Previous guests. Yeah, yeah. So I, yep. I go there lunch quite a bit. That's a quick grab, but also I love teriyaki. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we'll we'll come back to you in a second, Chef Reese. You've you've been working ninety hours a week. Or you've been you've been working a ton <laughs> for the last couple of years since I've known you. We met we met during the quarantine playing online poker, yeah. um, and then and then uh, you obviously did the Wu Tang dinner. We can touch on that later. But um, now that you've had a little bit of time off, what you've been able to eat anywhere cool? Uh, honestly, I've been telling people, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that my, uh, my favorite meal is the one that I don't have to make myself. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So on my days off, I just, honestly, I like to go out and just experience a, a new restaurant or a new bar and just yeah. sit down and either with some friends or just by myself and, uh, cool. any highlights? Uh, you know, honestly, I think that I just went last night to Fagone. Uh, over in Cap Hill, it's mm -hmm. one of my favorite spots. Um, incredible drinks, incredible cocktails, and the uh, the Mexican food that they have there is fantastic. Uh, just was talking with the GM last night. Apparently, they were uh, they were just featured on an episode of Love Is Blind. Oh, crazy! As well, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, but uh, besides that, I mean, I'm stationed over in the Queen Anne neighborhood, so Plaza Garibaldi, nice mm -hmm. little family yeah. spot. Yeah. Uh, and then just when was it? Um, I want to say about a month ago now. Uh, off Alley. Okay, over yeah. in, uh, where is that? I'm, That's Columbia City. Columbia City. Yeah, I yeah, am yeah. still. It was a fantastic uh, dreaming I had. about that meal I had. Yeah. Um. And it's, yeah. I went there with a group of about I don't know maybe fifteen, almost twenty people. That's uh, your line because they can't fit. Well, 50. no. It's, it, what, that was what was great is that it was just all. It was a twelve course meal that uh, Chef Evan did for us. That was all. Oh, I closed it down. Just yeah, so, yeah. closed oh, cool, it down. Cool, cool. And they were, he pulled out all the stools, and everyone was just like standing, standing. around. Oh, yeah, man. exactly. Where's and then it was invite? just family, like family style. Yeah. All the dishes would come out. Everyone just comes and picks some. It's uh yeah like uh I, I think I'm gonna talk about them a lot on this show but uh I I think we're already making reservations for like a month from now just because yeah cause they change their menu so much and uh yeah have have you been to Off Alley No oh my god I tend to stay in yeah. North Seattle yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. you know it's funny because they're they're friends of mine and it took me so long to get there because I'm 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 a Ballard kid and, and yeah. it's just so hard like. 
you know, to, to get out. Um, let's see, where, where do we go this week? Um, oh, before we get too deep into things, I did want to, for the last time, address the Hamdi situation because um, they reached out to me, and, and uh, I did misspeak a little bit. I said they may or may not have been uh, taking tips from the tip pool. That is 100% false. They did not take tips from the tip pool. That was my mistake, and I misspoke when I said that. Um, and uh, they're great people, and again, they're one of my favorite uh, restaurants. Have you been to Hamdi yet? No, I have haven't. Have you been to any restaurant? <laughs> um, we keep it real here. This is not this is not the foodie podcast. <laughs> you haven't even let me swear yet. <laughs> um, I, I did. Um, you know what's interesting? I went I went to the chicken supply the other day, mm-hmm. and it's crazy. They're still doing like the online ordering, yeah. and there's still a long wait. I showed up at like four forty five, and I happened to be able to do a walk in. But I didn't even think like like good for them. Like I they always still... order online. What's wrong I, with you? I don't don't you of... ever look at my Instagram? It says order online. <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought that was done during during quarantine. Nope. But uh, and it was funny. I got the last meal there, and it was. I felt so cool watching like the six people that came oh, in yeah. after were there. And That's like, my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. I like to sit right there if a table's open, just watch people come in, go away sad. God, the, the food tastes so much better when no one else can have it. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, any any pizza recommendations? I ate a ton of pizzas. It's just the normal stuff like Big Mario's and and Pagliacci, and I went to. Um, uh, slice. I've been. Uh, I like Slice Box up in Magnolia, but any any. I've, I still haven't been to Moto. Um, there's mm-hmm. this dude that uh, uh, that come, been, has been coming to the cart that works at Moto. And he keeps on trying to get me to go there. I haven't. Met, have you guys been to Moto? The, yeah, I've yeah, been to what, Moto. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. <laughs> in West Seattle, actually. <laughs> yeah. What's uh? What's what's the review on that? It's quite good. I think what's best about it is the flavor profiles that Lee chooses. And so if you want to eat at Moto, go to the Edmund spot. Like try to get a okay. reservation there. And and explain that more. What what's he doing that's so cool with pizza? Well, it's Filipino infused flavors. So like, you know, he'll have an adobo one. I mean, there's Mr. Pig and it just all has Filipino flair. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I haven't even looked at the menu. So can you can you uh can you deep dig deep more into the, the wow. Filipino? I don't, I, <laughs> Well, Filipino food comes from the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, what, what other what, uh, like like what is the Mr. Pig? Mr. Pig, it's pork. Filipinos love pork. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm part Filipino. Um, I'm half Japanese, but I'm from Hawaii, so I'm all mixed up. Um, <laughs> so, so I think if you take a Detroit Detroit style pizza, yeah. and if you have a really good crust, yep. and your sauces are good. Then it all has to do with the toppings, yeah, yeah. right? So and, just and, like a vehicle. And, yeah. and so it's not like pepperoni pizza. Like, right. don't go there for that. You're not going to get that. Yeah, You're going to yeah. be mad. Yeah. Right? And, and so just think about ingredients that you wouldn't think about in a get, pizza. Get so like a spice. chicken adobo bowl. Yeah. Think about that on a pizza. On pizza, yeah. Right. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, shout out to, uh, to my Roni Cup uh, crew, though, uh, uh, Liz Duecki and... Uh, Chef Schubert, we've been we started crew because we love those uh, cup and char char uh, pizza uh, the pepperoni things. Um, let's see uh, what else is new. Um, any any dessert recommendations from you guys? I've uh, I hate to say it, but like I've been I, I I've been doing the markets. I've been trying all these great like Instagrammable kind of desserts, like the waffles. Um, I was set up next to porta pot mm. porto pies yesterday. Uh, they're like little cheesecakes, like little handout cheesecakes, and and they were amazing and. I just I recently been having a little sweet tooth. Any any dessert spots that uh, that that you guys uh, want to give a shout out to? I mean, I know it's over on the east side, but uh, I just heard that Milk Bar opened up in Bellevue. Yeah, yeah. the Nordstrom. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's definitely a spot that I want to check out. Have, have you been to any of them? No, no, yeah. no, no. I mean, I've seen uh, Christina Tosi's uh, episode on Chef's Table before, but I haven't been able to check anything out. Yeah, I've just had stuff flown to me when I, people yeah, came from, back like, from somewhere. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I brought you a cookie. I'm like, oh, crumbled in your bag. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's still good, though. 
Yeah. Right. And I've actually ordered that stuff directly from the company. They yeah. ship pretty well. Yeah. Actually, really? they freeze nice. pretty well. I, I will say, like, it, it's, shout out to them for doing a pretty dope product that's like uh, consistent right. th- to expand Agreed. that fast. Um, I, w- I want to talk about something uh, about about tips and stuff real quick. I went to the Mariners game the other day and, um, you know, there's a lot of comments about the, the iPad tip thing. Like, I do it with the food cart. There's food trucks and, and it's kind of creeping into new, uh, you know, areas that you used to not tip at. Um, and, it, you know, so I, I went and bought uh, two waters for my kids and it was like six bucks cheats and then, you know, see a tip tip screen um and i think this is new to this season i might be wrong it might have been last season that they did it but like and it just it's crazy to me because like this is just a new thing the prices of waters haven't changed but now we're just like adding you know 15 10 20 percent to to uh people serving waters at the at the stadium and it's kind of spreading uh any thoughts comments should we keep on doing it does nia stop somewhere what are what are we thinking reese Honestly, it's a man. The the tip structure, the the whole tip conversation is a very. Uh, I feel like it's a very delicate, sure. delicate conversation you know to have. Um, I used to work at Safeco Field back in the day. Okay. Um, I wasn't I wasn't selling waters. I was uh, I was doing some catering. However, um, I man, I do think that just now with technology, it's just it does get to be like a little easy, you know, yeah. where you can just have that extra screen. Yeah. Um, I mean, an extra dollar, throw throw it on there. Yeah, you know, if someone's spend their time, they have to see a set, like hundreds of people yeah. in a shift for sure. Yeah, sure. If you you're throw, into it. Throw them, throw them a couple bucks. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But I mean, because def- I guess what's the difference point. between serving a water and serving a beer, right? Exactly. Yeah, cool. exactly. And, and you're you're supposed to tip the beer people. Yeah, Ian. Yeah, I mean, uh, tip. We we actually have been playing around with the tip structure because sure. I've seen it off and on the years of being like a front of house person or back of the house person, yeah. and like, where's the tip line? Like. Like, who's doing more work? Who deserves this more? Right. And so we actually just switched alerts. We're doing 50-50. Kitchen, 50/50. kitchen, Cross- kitchen yeah. front, back. Everybody gets paid the same amount. We're doing yeah. $20 an hour, 50-50. So not even 50-50, just 100% split between split, everyone every, working. Yeah, so there's like if there's a, just a cook and a, and a bartender. 50-50. 50-50. If it's cook, bartender, bartender, you know. You oh, just break it, right? yeah. oh, cool. Um, we're, yeah. we're just breaking down. And, you know, it's based on hours, but we're like, we, like really I felt like all the years of being a kitchen person and being like, I just did 55, yeah. 60% of the sales and I'm going to get 10%. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Like, I, I just feel like that was very broken and we're trying to fix that. Monica, as someone that um, is kind of outside the restaurant industry, uh, what, what are your takes on it? What's your opinion? Um, I over tip and tip more people than I should, for sure. For me as a consumer, what I want to know is where my tip is going. Sure. Yeah. Y- you know, I need to know, like, are you splitting tips among everybody? Right. Because what I would prefer to see is, like a more balance and pay structure for people in back of house. But clearly like that, that's not something that a lot of folks are doing anymore or the direction folks are moving in. Um, Yeah. I just want to know where the money goes. I'm going to tip the same regardless. And I do think, like in and I I don't work in the restaurant industry here, but I have in the past sure, when sure. I was younger because I told you I'm really yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I spent actually a lot of time um, in the restaurant right. industry. Um, uh, front of house or back house? Front, right? Front of house. Yeah. Um, but basically, you know, I mean, people like you have to deal with a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. Right, you got to deal with people like me. That's why I try to be so nice. <laughs> you know, I can be very not nice, but sure, I try sure. to be. So, I mean, there's something to be said about that too. People who work in the back don't have to deal with people out front, and it's not always pleasant. Yeah, I, I have heard that argument. Um, <laughs> well, interesting. Uh, cool. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of on the fence of a lot of it. Like, um, you know, I've I've done front of house. I've done back house. You're never gonna convince me that front of house gets does even close to the work that back house does i'm sorry um like yeah servers that like canvas are like putting in work but um 
and 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 sorry, I, I like most servers are doing a lot of work. However, cooks, you know, are cleaning fryers and like mm-hmm. showing up mm-hmm. what three hours before and like leaving two hours later. I bet beautiful yeah. hands. Yeah, like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of arguments. I I think you know a conversation I had with a couple people this week is like when I did buy those waters at Safeco, um, it's not like I got a smile or anything. It was just the the switch, and I think that's kind of where the the frustrate I think it's it's um making a lot of newer workers expecting a tip mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think it's gonna make people maybe work a little bit less hard. I could be totally wrong. Um I could just be an old man not knowing what I'm talking about. But I feel like growing up like I wasn't really concerned about money. Like like in the sense of like, okay, I'm a cook. I know I'm gonna get paid shit. Like I'm just gonna keep on doing what I'm doing. Um where when I did start serving like this is like a, a brand new income to me um and i'm like fuck cooking for a while you know and and uh so yeah so it is nice that's kind of even out i am seeing that more and more like we're front of house is, is sharing with back house mm-hmm. and and you know that that's awesome um well, I, I will say that you know i'll tip people 40 percent and not get a smell either so there's that 40 <laughs> percent like what 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 do you what is uh what is the purpose of tipping 40 percent exceptional food exceptional service exceptional environment if it's a perfect meal what about if it's an iPad and you don't know if the food's going to be exceptional? It's 20. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I should tip 20, but I do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's funny. I would say I would say if you're one of those people that's like not feeling comfortable about tipping 20 everywhere, but you don't want to do it. What I've noticed people have been doing to me on my cart, they just walk away really fast. Right. And I was like, I, 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 I kind of recognize it. Right. And for me, like, I don't give a shit. Like, I, do, I don't I'll, look I'll do at I don't, to you this weekend. Yeah, do it. Fucking do it. I, don't <laughs> give a shit. I honestly don't I, don't. I don't look at my tips, like, until the end of the night. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like, check to see what I'm getting. Like, I just do my, like, if you see my cart, like, I don't have time yeah. to do that stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I, I do notice that when that, that happens. And I'm like, yeah, cool. No, it's mm-hmm. more power to you. So, Ian, so as the, as the new owner of Local, you're probably taking on some new roles and stuff. What, what all do you do as the owner? Well, so um, split a lot of the roles um, between uh, my wife and I day to day. But a lot of things I do outside of the kitchen and that kind of stuff is social media and dealing with marketing and a lot of stuff I learned actually from working at uh, Seattle Cider Company yeah, yeah. Uh, in the marketing department. But it's also a whole beast of a world right. <laughs> to right. go, how do I engage with people? What do people want to be engaged yeah. with? And it's really funny because you'll post something you're like, this is solid. You yeah. post it, it's like three likes. You're like, yeah. oh, and well, then you post you're something right, yeah. dumb. And you're like, oh, 90 likes. People are all about that. And and it's like, funny. In, in a couple of weeks, we're gonna, uh, we actually have Off Alley. Uh-huh. And um, uh, they want to talk about influencer culture. And yeah. actually have an influencer coming on as to be, be the third guest. So that should be fun. Um, but uh, but yeah, it is, it, is, it is crazy how much of a job um, the social media part is. Um, and and you know I'm excited to talk with Off Alley about it because I think they have some like you know they've kind of been struck with the like hey give me a free meal and I'll mm-hmm. come you know review your thing um, and Monica you're kind of you're you're kind of borderline influencer I mean people listen to you to inf- to figure out where to eat um, any comments on influencer culture right. So I think how I got on this podcast is I sent you a message that said I have never, ever, ever asked someone to comp me a meal, which yeah. is 100 percent true. Yeah. If I go eat someplace, I expect to pay. Somebody invites me, then we can talk about other things. And I do almost all of my work without additional costs aside from the cost of the meal. So sometimes it has to do with the value of the meal, right? Like I went out the other day, somebody, you know, gave me a twenty dollar meal doesn't actually even buy a spot in my stories with right. how many followers I have. Yeah, yeah. But I will because it's a small business and I want to support them and their food was good. That's the important thing. Their right. food was good. Um, 
it's it's a really interesting place to be. And there are a lot of people out there who are doing great work. And there are a lot of people giving the rest of us really bad names. Sure. And mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like in the midpoint because like I did a lot of work on social media for, to promote the Wu-Tang thing. And Reese, we'll, we'll talk about Wu-Tang in a second. Mm-hmm. But um, but if I was a restaurateur and I'm like, fuck, fuck these social media people, what would you say to like, how would you explain what you do as a job and why? What, what's the value in it? Right. I think... Um, businesses and influencer accounts are different and so sort of like you know you were saying like you put out like a really beautiful picture it's like three likes right um it's not just about that it's about engagement it's about like are you talking to people about things right so what you get is on the back end people are dming me all the time to have private conversations in addition to what they're putting in my comments and responding to my stories so i actually have I'm at restaurants or? no okay just these anyone. are regular people yeah, yeah, yeah. i have yeah. relationships with people sure, sure. and i have relationships with businesses because not a lot of influencers actually talk and listen to businesses which sure. is really interesting mm-hmm. they just focus on the food in fact they don't always want to talk to the owner or the chef they'll run run the other way right so um, the benefit of working with an influencer is they have a ready built audience. It's just whether or not that's the audience you want. Right. Right. So if you have someone that has like a hundred thousand followers, do you think they're all here in Seattle? Yeah, and what yeah, does that mean yeah. for your business? Right. Right. So big numbers are great. It's going to get you great reach, but like, what does that convert? Like what's your ROI? On yeah, that, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. What's, what are you going to get back for your restaurant? And I, I think, you know, the more solid the person is in their relationships, the more people will actually listen to what they have to say. Sure. So I'm pretty careful about what I say. I don't promote businesses that I don't enjoy the food or that I don't like. Um, And I don't pretend to either because I I think everyone would agree in this influencer community. There's one person that's going to say, fuck you. It's me. Yeah, yeah. And I do all the time. I turn down 95% of businesses that come at me. No shit. I don't have to, I have a job. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah, a regular yeah. job. I don't That's have time crazy. for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but they come out of everywhere, nationwide, local, small, big corporate, no I mean, you name it. Not to mention the PR companies. So there's a handful of PR companies that come Did and get you, you too. When you started Instagram, the podcast, everything, were you doing this? What, what was the point of this? Were you hoping to eventually make money off it? Were you hoping just to like no, I make a lot of money at my job. Yeah, so, you, so it's not about the money. That's amazing. I got money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I know. You, 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 well, you don't work in the food industry, so I, yeah, I, I know. I know. Sorry, guys. Uh, we <laughs> chose, we chose this. Like, yeah, no. But no, so when I started, so you remember like in the early days of food trucks, it was yeah. all about Twitter, right? Yes. That's yes, all we that, ever yeah, did. Yeah, the and like now days, my Twitter's yeah. dead. It's just yeah. out there. Because I don't know what that is. You, yeah. you couldn't even find food trucks. Like there was no way to find them, right? When there were like five of them in town. So, like, when Instagram came out, I just loved it because it was a visual platform. It was someplace, like, I think I cared a lot more about my photography back then because Instagram was a visual platform. That's not what it is anymore. Nobody gives a crap, right? right? You see crap pictures out there. And and the whole thing behind why I went there was to share with people who were asking me all the time, like friends and family, like, hey, where's a place I can get good fried chicken? I'm just like, seriously? Just go look at my feed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the opportunity to promote businesses that I love because there was like this restaurant called Asian Flame Bistro up by my house. Mm-hmm. It's like 130th and Aurora. And they made really great food. And he thought the owner thought he could survive by getting the guys from the used car lot to come yeah, and buy yeah. lunches and people who worked at the grocery store to come buy lunches. Right. Couldn't do it. Yeah. And and so there's somebody who was putting out such a great product and he's gone because he right. didn't understand how to market his sure. business. Yep. That happens every day. Yeah. Right. So that's that's a huge reason about why I do it. That, that's amazing. Yeah. And um, uh, do have you like Ian? Would you ever consider using an influencer if if someone's like, um, I know you don't do this, but uh, what what's kind of like uh, Monica? What's like a pitch an influencer would give someone to like Ian? Oh, I, I would slide into your DMs uh-huh. and uh-huh. I'd be like, Hey, 
just want to send you my profile and I'd send you mm -hmm. my profile so you could look at it uh -huh. and I'd be like, you know, I have this many followers and I'm just wondering, like, I really want to try your food. Can I stop by? And in exchange, I would give you some exposure on my platform. I would get those all the time. And what, <laughs> what, what do you say to them? I just usually just most of the time it's just ghost them. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll look at it and I'm like, I don't, you know, yeah, we I don't, I don't, have, I don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I would totally use somebody if there was one that actually fit what I was looking for. Sure. But almost yeah. every yeah. single one that comes up, I'm like, OK, it's just another girl that really is excited about, you know, right. taking pictures of things. And I had one. I had some in the other day. Didn't tell me they were coming. Um, and it was really weird because they ordered food and they sat around. You see them taking pictures of mm -hmm. stuff. And then they left and they didn't eat anything. Uh <laughs> And then I see him post me like, oh, stop by local last yeah. night. It was great. Like, had a great time. Like, you didn't even eat anything. That's fucking crazy. You, just, yeah. you paid for food. You didn't even eat it. You left, and you didn't even tell me you were going to do it. Like, yeah. Just, yeah, this that's, weird. That's, that's wild. That happens. So, My, yeah. I will say, Monica, like, um, we did meet in the early days of street food, and those were, like, kind of the, the pirate, like, rock and roll days. Because, right. like, I remember when I worked for Skillet, people would literally, like, we'd just be going to the gas station, and people would follow and be like, are you guys saying up? Like, <laughs> yeah. um, and then like, I was checking, yeah, like I forgot about the whole Twitter thing because right. um, I think Koji in LA was like one of the first like mm -hmm. food trucks to like um, use Twitter as a as a tool to. Um, and then obviously the Chef movie kind of kind of perpetuated that. What what are some of your memories from the the street food days back in the day? Oh my gosh, they were so much simpler. Mm -hmm. Like I I love that street food is so available, right? In, in so many different ways. Like, I know where you're going to be Friday, Saturday, yep. Sunday. That's yep. awesome. But there was something about the hunt, yeah. right? And the culture where it wasn't, a, I wasn't just hunting street food. I was actually getting to know all these owners. Yeah. I mean, that's how I got to know a lot of people who were running food trucks. That's how I got to be good friends with like Ryan Ryder yeah. as I was at his food festivals, sure. right? Um, I miss those days in a lot of ways. But then what I love is, Whatever kind of food it is, they're bringing it more exposure. If yep. it's something Seattle doesn't have a lot of, I love that, yeah. right? Because, yeah, a burger and pizza are fine, but it's not my preference, right? Yeah. I, I want to eat all different kinds of food because if you're not the best burger I've ever had, I probably don't want it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, what uh, what are some of your um, favorite food trucks from back then, and what are some of your favorite food trucks now? Oh, man, back then... Well, back when there was like five. Yeah, uh, just the five. I, I Marination. Mean, the five. And yeah. So yeah, Big Blue. I mean, I love Big Blue because, you know, they just come up from Portland. Yeah, it's yeah. like really exciting. I'm from Hawaii, right? Yeah. So Hawaiian owners, women owners. And the food just was really reminded me of home. So I loved it. Um, where you're at, Matt, which yeah. you work there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was food that I didn't have a lot of exposure yeah. to, right? Yeah. So like red beans and rice. That's yeah. like something I didn't know how to cook and didn't have easily accessible to me where I'm from. So... Um, yeah, and I, I do miss the portions because yeah. portions are not like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. anymore. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, there, there were good portions yeah. of stuff. These days, it's still remotely hard, like downtown, like Westlake isn't yeah, so it hasn't getting, recovered, yeah. hasn't recovered, right? So they got like Incredibles out there. Yeah. Um, sometimes they got uh, one of the Mexican food trucks out there, but like some of the culture is shifting from the pandemic, yeah. you know, people move to apartment yep. buildings and to the suburbs. So I don't get to see a lot yeah. anymore unless I go and seek it out. And as I told you, I'm old now. So life <laughs> is a little bit different. And, and I don't have quite as much energy to chase people around all the time. Yeah. I will say, um, you know, for the street food world kind of got, you know, changed up during pandemic. Cause like all the business parks we used to go to weren't, mm -hmm. everyone's working from home and they, mm -hmm. you know, so I guess like if you do, if you're going back to work and you're in a business park, you should reach out to food trucks. Cause like we'd love we'd love doing lunches and stuff. Just like just no one's no one's uh, uh going out to lunch anymore. Um, Reese, I want to I want to talk about Wu Tang a little bit. Yeah, um, for sure. It was it was uh 
you were the chef of the Queen Anne Beer Hall where it was held. Um, so so it was just kind of a no-brainer to have you. Do you um, – and, you know, I just want to say I appreciate you just kind of like not really – you were one of the first people that confirmed, and it was such a dumb idea. It's still a dumb idea, but like you just were just you were just fucking on board, and you came up with some really dope dishes. Do you have any memories or any any um anything anything you want to talk about from from that experience? Jeez, that was a that was a really fun. It was a fun time. I mean, I'll be honest. Towards uh, God, when was it? I think it was like the we were, we still had like another six more courses left to go, <laughs> and I'm like. All right, this is almost done. We're almost yeah, done. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. we're almost done. Uh, only because I mean, it was it was my location, yeah, my yeah, space. Yeah. I was Just glad to have all the place, the, yeah. watching eight other chefs destroy your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank thank you for you saying it, not yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean it was a it was a great time. I, uh, from the from conception, um, whenever you had the event bright thing, yeah, yeah. The, like the contest going on. All the way up until you won, you know, and then that's whenever I think you uh, you really started to reach out to uh, Gary's ready the uh, the GM yeah. over there, and then he started chatting with me. You started chatting with me, and then we started uh, started pulling everything together, um, and it really kind of took off. And I'm and I'm glad that it did. I mean, I don't see any reason why why I should think that it wouldn't have. But uh, oh, well, it did because I tried it three other times and it didn't take off. Like if the vent break really? didn't happen, and like you know. Uh, and it wasn't. It was supposed to be a smaller thing, and and like yeah, it was just a bunch of things lined up yeah. on that fourth try. Uh, it got canceled because of uh, quarantine and, and a couple other things. But no, it it did fail a bunch of times. A lot of event people said it was a bad idea. Um, but like having Gary behind it and you behind it was a huge kind of upstart. Eventbrite was obviously a huge help. Um, I think the space, the space that Queen Anne Beer Hall has as well, so perfect. And the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the other chefs that uh, that you had reached out to and brought on, I think that also added to the added to the experience. Um, the event, right? I'm sure, like definitely helped with uh, with the um, the media aspect of it. I mean, with the news that you had um, being on, what was that with Mario Lopez? Oh yeah, uh, Access Hollywood exactly. with Ghostface Killer. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it's just those cool little things like that that really kind of helped bring bring everything to life and the fact that whenever you're uh people would think oh 36 courses man yeah. that's a lot of food <laughs> yeah. but no it wasn't really like yeah. that it was just it was an all-day experience for people to just come and hang out and i think that big that big space as well like really made it made it accessible for people and how it was just like a really cool opportunity you yeah know? yeah and uh what, what were the dishes you did again oh, I, mean, I, so I, did, them, but yeah. Yeah, I did uh i did duck season yep. uh so confit uh comfy duck street taco and then uh fish scales so uh oh, lightly yeah. smoked king salmon yeah, you know, I'll be honest. I didn't. I don't think I tried one any any of the food or drinks from that day. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's, I mean, I tried them before and after because we we did um one of the, one of my favorite things we did uh that that I don't even think we really got much footage of. But like, so so me and Monica were talking about but about this beforehand. Basically, for Wu Tang, um, we sold half the tickets like the first day they went on sale. And then sold like four tickets over like I don't even remember the time. It was like a month, but, like right? a month. Yeah. Like and. I panicked, um, and then we sold out the, the last week. And that's why I figured it, was going to happen. It's always, it's always that. Everyone last told me that. However, it's my ass. It's like <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars I will lose if I don't sell these tickets. Um, so it's a panic thing, um, and it was probably the um, the. I, want, I mean, there's a lot of bad things that happened. There's a lot of, uh, more great things, but but one of the. One of the hardest parts of it was just the the stress of like selling tickets and like trying to concentrate on putting on a cool event. But also, like in the back of my head, going, "Dude, if you lose, you really lose." Like, yeah. And um and and you know, so I was having dinner with Ono at um at uh, uh Mike's Chili Parlor the other day. Shout out to Mike's. But um he was asking, we were talking about because he helped out at that event. He was like, "Oh, so just how much did you make?" And just for the record, I made zero dollars on that event. Um, and I think this might be a good time to talk about it. like um so so I've been trying to figure out what to do next. Um, Wu Tang is playing uh Key Arena or sorry um Climate Pledge. 
uh, which is right down the street from Beer Hall. Yeah. And like some people are like, oh, like, do you want to do something for the show or blah, blah, blah? And like, I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like the Wu Tang dinner we did was so perfect that I don't think I could recreate it. Like, it, it took, like, what I always say is like, it took so many people working for free to make that happen. Like, Ono, for example, literally like one of the best chefs in Seattle came and worked for free, like just to be hands. And, and, and I don't I wouldn't want to like take advantage of that again. However, um, you know, we've been talking about some festivals that we used to do. And um, and I'm not going to give away too much, but we are starting to talk about a food festival this summer um, similar to Wu-Tang, where it'd be like a bunch of just a collaboration thing. And so uh, I'm excited to kind of talk about the journey of doing another event um, through the podcast. But but that's all I can say for now. We're, we're talking about doing a very cool collaboration uh, camping dinner experience in this summer on the east side. But that's yes. all I can say for now. The, <laughs> the last thing, the yeah, last thing yeah. I want to touch about Wu-Tang, A, it was just, uh, I mean, obviously an incredible opportunity. But I do want to say thank you because then that I was able to meet all these other different incredible chefs here in Seattle. I mean, Chef Louise from yeah. Bar Dojo, yeah. uh, Mackenzie from yeah. No Bones, uh, Shu. I mean, yeah. Man, just it's it's amazing to see like what the Seattle food scene really has to offer in the way of just food, but also the people itself that are the the minds behind creating all that stuff. So, I mean, that was my favorite part about it, the collaboration part. Um, the original title of the dinner before us, thirty six courses, was all in together now, and it was always yeah. supposed to be about collaboration. And I think, um, you know, it's funny. So whenever I would kind of get attacked online for like trying to um, make money off Wu Tang or like if this and that, like all oh, the bullshit I heard, like all I could think of is like. Like Wu Tang is one tenth of this whole thing. Like it's about the collaboration of drinks and chefs and now's Peacock making cocktails and 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 the musicians and um and you know I, I always say this like it's a same I don't know if it's a Midwest thing. Yeah, Ian, where are you from? Are you from Seattle? Um, I was born in Seattle, but I grew up mostly in Eastern Washington in the Tri Cities. Okay, yeah. and and you're, where are you from? Uh, NorCal. And you're from here. I'm from Hawaii. Hawaii. Yes, I knew that. Um, I don't know. Like I, <laughs> um, I feel like being from the Midwest, like it's a very collaborative city like st louis is like anyone that like bands collaborate with beers and you know donut stores and like strange there's a donut store called strange donuts that like they do a donut with anyone like if you're a band if you're a business like let's make you a donut for this day and like i always love that and and um and i feel like with the wu-tang dinner um people either got it right away or didn't get it right away when i was asking them like hey uh do you want to do cook a dinner with eight other chefs and, and do a 36 course dinner? And like people got it or didn't get it. And like you, you got it right away. Or maybe you didn't get it, but at least you were on board to, to try it and see what the fuck I, would happen. hundred percent honest. I really don't even listen to Wu-Tang. Yeah. No, that's, you know, <laughs> but was, I, just, I was yeah. really excited about the idea. Yeah. No. And, 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 and like, who's Wu-Tang? Yeah. <laughs> and, and fine. Um, you know, I think you did a great job translating, you know, some, some of their songs to, to, to you know, to, to food and you did a great job. And, um, that I think that goes to show you, like, yes, Wu Tang was the overlying theme, but but at the end of the day, it was all about friendship. And I think that's <laughs> <laughs> the power of friendship. Um, but <laughs> uh, man, uh, I think that's that's what we got. We talked about street food. We talked about that. Um, anything else? Uh, anything you got, Reese? We're gonna have you back on because I'm I know where you're working. Um, and it's I'm very excited for you. It's 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 a it's a um great step for you and 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 uh congratulations um and i can't wait to talk about uh, it i mean this is the first podcast i've been on it's uh it's been um, thank you for uh, having me on of course yeah uh definitely am looking forward to the next one it's been pretty interesting the the little background about me i'm i'm still kind of new to the cl food uh, food industry in in some sense how, how long have you been here i've moved up to cl about eight years ago okay cool. uh and i've been cooking for about seven of those years and i've been in actual management like chef wise for six of those eight 
Um, Did you cook before you moved up here? No, I didn't at all. Actually, I moved up so here to go to culinary school. No yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I gotta say, a, yeah. um, side note, like out of all the chefs I know, you're probably the most like. When I think of like when I was in culinary school, think about what a chef is. You're like you you exuberate that to I me. Appreciate like, it. Thank I don't you. know if that's the right word, but like no, no, you're, you're, you're like saying. you're so chef like. <laughs> well, I guess compared to me, because I'm like fucking. I, I here's a question: How many towels do you use a day? That proves he's and, a and chef. They, and they always say dry. Yeah, God, I, I can't do that. Like, um, but like working with you, like you're so good with numbers and like just all that stuff that I don't want to do. Like you're 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 amazing. Like and like the things that have uh uh the jobs that you have landed now, um, you totally are well deserving of. It's so I'm really, so, yeah, so it's crazy. Good. I mean, I've been in I've been in basically not not trying to make this all about me, but it's I've basically been in all different aspects of, of food life, except for food trucks uh, in this short eight years. I mean, I've done stadium work. Um, I've done pop-ups. My first thing, one of the first things I did, I worked with one of my buddies, Ty Blana. We, uh, he started up a um, pop-up restaurant that I helped assist with called Northwest Provisions. Okay. And the very first time that I ever stepped into a nightclub, I was underage. <laughs> it was it was a day that they were closed, and we, uh, we set up, we sold, God, I want to say 25 tickets, right? We did all the prep somewhere else. Um, brought in all these tables, t- tablecloths, had servers. It was it was a pretty incredible experience. And then just moving on from that, and then just restaurants, um, uh, catering, uh, offsite catering that I've done myself, um, meal plan, like uh, commissary work. It's uh it's been pretty uh, it's been pretty incredible. Um, what what uh, is there an end goal? Do you want your own restaurant? You know, I think eventually, definitely, that would be something that uh, that I'd want to have um, in the future. Yeah. Uh, right now, I know that I am still young. Um, Seattle's the first city that I've lived in as well. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple. Uh, I've got a couple more years I know left in me here in Seattle, at least. Um, but I'd like to go and check out another city. You know, maybe yeah. whether it be L.A. I just went down to Las Vegas actually oh, two yeah. weeks ago for the first time. Different world. Oh, yeah. incredible! Where, where did you eat in Vegas? Uh, so I checked out a. Uh, uh, strip steak, yep. um, tacos y gordo. Yeah, um, like yeah, tacos y gordo. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, uh, Husongs, uh, Cantina, and then uh, just a couple other little random spots yeah, just yeah. on the strip. Yeah. Um, God, I love Vegas. I, my my favorite place recently has been Best Friends in the MGM. Yeah, you know, I stayed at MGM and I missed the you opportunity. Up, dude. I did. I did. So bad lighting did, there for an influencer. <laughs> the lighting is horrible. <laughs> I'm gonna cut your mic off. You know, you know, going from your your last words on this podcast are gonna be like, oh, "How was best friends?" <sighs> the lighting was fucking dog shit. <laughs> Uh, and that's Jeez. not true. You have done a little street food because um, what I was going to talk about earlier was when we were when tickets weren't pushing, mo- oh, weren't sure. moving. We did. Uh, Ryan hooked us up at the South Lake Union Market where we did a mini thirty six oh, courses, and we yeah. did it for free. I said I put a price tag on it, but we didn't even charge anyone. But what we did was we set up a table in the middle of South Lake Union and a food cart, and me, you, Demond, Mackenzie, uh, we did like a little mini version. Who's the cello player? Uh, Jillian. Yeah. Jillian played cello, um, and we did a mini 36 courses in the middle of the street in South Lake Union. Um, and people actually that went to that bought tickets. Like, I found that later. Like, oh, yeah, like, I didn't even know about this, but I was walking by and gave me a free meal. Or, like, and it was really cool. So people would just sit down on this table. Jillian was playing cello, like Wu Tang songs on cello, and like Reese would come over and, you know, give his uh, dish, and Demond would give his dish. And it was, it was a really cool experience. And so thanks to Ryan. It was Ryan's idea. I was like, any ideas on how to push? And it was kind of his concept. And, um, so yes, you have done street food. Yeah. Reese, I hope you open a food truck one day. I'm telling you, like that is my dream for you. <laughs> one of my uh, one of my friends, he uh, so him and I, we worked together at uh, Butcher's Table. 
Um, I helped open up that spot. I was sous chef, and then I left, uh, move on, did other things, and then he became sous chef. He has now left, and now he's actually uh, he went down to Vancouver, met up with one of his buddies, and now they both moved to Arizona. And uh, I want to say that he's near Phoenix, but they started up a food truck together. It's oh, uh, cool. it's Latino Latino fi- Latino Filipino. Oh, nice Latino oh, yeah. Filipino uh, fusion. Sid doesn't know what Filipino food is. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pork. It's, yeah, uh, it's pork. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ian, what uh, what do people need to know before you, we get out of here about local? Uh, local, or anything else you got going on? Yeah, I mean, well, lo- I mean, when you own and I mean, run a restaurant, you don't have time for like restaurant. Come to this restaurant. Uh, <laughs> so far, I, I know that's the thing. That was so far, I mean, I'm I'm up here on off at 80th. I mean, this is like oh, this is Canada for me. <laughs> right? I mean, do you see? Yeah. I'm like, What's going on? <laughs> um, no, it's just uh, it's been a wild ride. Um, like leaving, working, uh, working this restaurant, leaving because I feel like I wasn't going to go anywhere at this restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Go somewhere else, learn a lot, and then go. Okay, time to leave this place, and then and- go back. And then take it over. Yeah, uh, has been a wild ride. It's awesome. Yeah, you... it's been it's, it's wild. Um, but yeah, I just been living my life in the the South End and just kind of just loving yeah. the other. Uh, I just I hang a lot in Georgetown South Park White yeah. Center and just seeing what's kind of happening down there and this kind of grungy food scene. That's yeah, kind of, kind of just creeping back together and this is you know it's just it's been fun. So I've been visiting a lot of places down there, but even like like. Uh, like places I love to eat too. It's like uh, Lady J in like West yeah. Seattle. Like place, like there's some there's some good things. Yeah, I feel like West Seattle still is full of like mediocre pizza and tacos. <laughs> well, um, yeah, you got Supreme there, but it's Supreme. Supreme. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm just saying, man, Supreme's a, my favorite. Yeah. Just, I, I feel like there's more and more opening all the time. And like, but um, no. so. Uh, uh, <laughs> Owner uh, I mean, Ian from says yeah. West Seattle's garbage. Yeah, sorry, you just get stuck there. Sorry, every other restaurant in West Seattle, like yeah, all of you. Falafel slam sucks, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's the worst. Yeah, no, um, that, that's my favorite little. What's uh, Bradley's restaurant? Uh, uh, what's what? the uh, fine dining restaurant? Uh, Tomo over yeah, in yeah, White yeah, Center. That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. No, actually, I was just looking. It's not even I, in West Seattle. <laughs> it's, uh, is, that, is that not West Seattle? No, it's White Center. It's White Center. It's White Center. Not Seattle. It's left. I know. I, I don't. I'm, I'm from Missouri. We, it's just, it's just yeah. Missouri. It's, you, you, you cross Roxbury, it's a whole other world. Exactly. Yeah. It is. Mm. <laughs> that, that Safeway, though. <laughs> <laughs> we go to Safeway, it's on the corporate. They don't have to pay the sugar tax. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? There you go. I'm like, keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah. That's good to, yeah, the sugar tax. Um, uh, can you tell us about your menu in less than 30 seconds? Yeah, my menu is just, uh, I just asked all the regulars when I came back. I'm like, what do you want? They're like, right. we just want food that I can eat and have a choices that I can eat multiple times a week. Okay. So it's just comfort food. It's mac and cheese to pulled pork to tacos to yeah. everything. Cool. Um, all put out of a kitchen that is bigger than your apartment kitchen. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Or smaller than your apartment. Smaller apartment yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, that's not that impressive. No, no, no. <laughs> um, this, the kitchen at the strip club is bigger than my kitchen. <laughs> um, Monica, anything you want to tell people before we get out of here? Yeah, I'm not about self-promotion. Just go out there, support businesses you love, be adventurous, try things you haven't tried before. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, this, this was really fun. Dave and James, we miss you a lot. Um, uh, thanks thanks for stepping in at the last minute uh, and, and making this happen. It's been a lot of fun. Guys, um, yeah, next week I think we got off alley. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. Uh, guys, thanks for hanging out. Um, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. See you.